You know, I really love working with the people I work with, but I also, I don't like working with their germs. What's up? This is Marquez Saves the Republic, and I have a little bit of a cold today, which I got from one of my staff members, and I won't mention her name live on this podcast, but she knows who she is. She came in here coughing and sneezing the other day, and uh, that's one of, you know, that's one of my big pet peeves. If you're going to be sick, go be sick elsewhere, but, you know, everyone, everyone believes they're non-essential. I'm sorry. Everyone believes they're essential. I guess that was my own fault. I did give her a shirt that said essential personnel, so maybe she thought that gave her the right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I got a little bit, little bit of a cold here today, but we're going to get through. I will. Hold on. I have to take some. I, I just read in from the drugstore. I got, uh, because here's the, 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 the big thing. My, um, and I'll, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the world in just a minute, but this is just personal um, aside. My big thing is I hate losing productivity or I hate, you know, time that I'm not able to do stuff for the show or the podcast or um, you know, write stuff like the the Re- Republican Revolution resolutions, which BT dubs. Sorry, Keith. I've been uh, these. Th- this has been one of the most popular reports I've ever written. In fact, I have a stack here that I had to um, I have to get out in just a minute. They, we've been we've been printing these things and publish and uh, publishing and packaging and shipping them just as fast as we possibly can. And there's um and there's even more going out today. If you want to get one, by the way, Republican. 2023.com republican 2023.com it's a a lot of people are, are now receiving them and reading them and reviewing them and sending them back in fact i got an email from somebody uh yesterday who said well you know what i'll, I'll find it in just a minute and then i'll i'll read it verbatim because i don't want to i always want to make sure that i'm specific especially when i'm reading emails of praise to myself because i don't want people to just compare uh, you know just um accuse me of embellishing but um but we are getting some really good oh Rhonda wrote, I got mine yesterday, read it, very well said and spot on. I agree 100%. Good job, Mark. And that's verbatim, it's right there in my phone. So uh, Rhonda, thank you so much. I'm so glad you enjoyed your Republican Revolution resolutions for 2023. Again, if you wanna get a copy, go to uh, republican2023.com. Anyway, I gotta get this NyQuil or DayQuil open. So anyway, um, I went out one of my thing, my favorite, my least favorite things is lost productivity because I like to do a lot. I have a lot of ideas. It requires a lot of energy. The only problem is we're human and there's things that as humans, we have to, we have to contend with COVID sleep, you know, stuff like that. And then illness. And I've tried to limit illness as, as much as possible. I, I try not to, you know, get too close to people. I try not to uh, go to places where I know people are ill. I try to wash my hands, that kind of thing. Uh, but it's inevitable, especially when you work with someone like Hannah. I, I wasn't going to say her name. When you work with other people who maybe aren't as careful, you know, one of my coworkers has a small child and small children are always getting sick. And in, in turn, he's always getting sick. And then, and then you've got, you know, other coworkers who just go out and party like there's no tomorrow. And they're, I don't know, bumping and grinding on people. Who knows what they're doing? Um, but then they come in and they bring the germs. So I've, I've, I launched into a new regimen. I went online. Hold on, let me take this real quick. Uh, that was me chugging Dayquil. Ugh. Tastes horrible, but it works really, works really well. Uh, so I went online and I tried to figure out ways or, you know, what's the best supplement or what's the best way to build my immune system? Because the only time that I'm not productive is when I'm sick. If I'm, you know, if I have a cold or if I can't, especially my voice. I mean, I, when we first got this job, when we took over for Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, um, you know, we went from a two hour a day show, which was fine to a three hour a day show which I thought wasn't going to be an issue, but that's an additional like five days a week, an extra hour. That's an additional five hours of talking every single day. In addition to like the promos and the other stuff we would have to cut. So um, after a couple of weeks of that, I started to lose my voice on a, on a regular basis, which is horrible 
when you do what I do for a living. And so I, uh, I really started to study. I got a, uh, a vo vocal coach. I know, right? It's weird. Uh, but I got a vocal coach. We worked together and I got some interesting, um, you know, tidbits of information and some things that could help me. And lo and behold, I was able to train myself and, and figure out a way so I don't lose my voice as much anymore at all. Uh, in fact, for a couple of years, knock on wood, I was going strong, but I still do get sick from time to time. And even when I'm sick, like right now, I, I have a really bad cold, but I can still talk and I can sound, sound kind of normal uh, because of all that advanced training that I received. Um, but the, I just still hate being sick because it drains your energy, whatever. So I found this. It's a seven in one immunity boost. And I'm going to start taking that. It's got everything in it. It's got vitamin C, elderberry, ginger, turmeric, zinc, all sorts of stuff. And, uh, and I read all the reviews. People said they took this for, you know, as soon as they started taking it, they stopped getting sick. Some guy was like, I've taken this every day for a year and I haven't been sick since. So maybe uh, it's either, here's the thing. It's either take something like this every day or fire Hannah. So I, uh, I guess I'll just, we'll start with this. And if this, uh, if this doesn't work, if taking this every day doesn't work, then we'll go to step two. But here's the other thing that happened. You know what happened? Once you go down the rabbit hole, like I started, I was like, oh, I'll get this immunity boost. And then it was like, would you like to try this apple cider vinegar gummy for uh, gut health? And I was like, what is that? And they're like, if you're over this particular age, which I am, your gut health, blah, blah, do you? And then they're like reading all these potential symptoms that I didn't even know I had. I'm like, wait, I have all those. And they're like, it's so important to keep your gastrointestinal system, blah, 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 blah. And so I was like, done, click. And I bought these gummies. And then it was like, do you have trouble focusing late in the day? And I, you know, I don't feel that I'm not focused. I feel like I'm just all over the place. Does that mean, I guess that's the same thing. I guess, never mind. Uh, but you know, I have like a lot of ideas and sometimes I'll sit down to do one thing. Like for example, even this morning, I'll sit, like I sat down to record this podcast and I clicked on one link and all of a sudden I was like way off on a tangent. And I was like, oh crap. Yeah, I got to come back and I got to do the podcast. So I bought this too. Look at this. It's alpha brain. It helps memory and focus. It's a cognitive supplement. So now I'm basically like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be all jacked up on immunity and alpha brain and apple cider vinegar. And hopefully I'll never get sick again. And I'll be totally focused for the rest. That's my goal is to live a long, happy, uh, germ-free life and be just totally on, like mentally sharp every single day. Maybe this will help me with, maybe this will help me with my trivia because I've been, I'll be honest with you, I've been having some trouble with our trivia contest um, every Tuesday. Yeah, I'm not as sharp, I guess, as I, anyway, that's what I'm gonna do. I've got, I've got all these supplements and uh, we're good to go. In the meantime, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the world. I was going to talk about Joe Biden and these secret documents again, because there's something he said yesterday, which is very important. There's something Joe Biden said about these secret documents, which you really need to focus on. And you need to understand what's really happening. Uh, words are important, especially when you're in a, a high position of power and you need to choose your words uh, very carefully. So I want to get into that in just a minute. But first, there is an FAA blackout right now, basically. The FAA, the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, they halted all the U.S. departures until 930 this morning, which is in like an hour from when I'm recording this. And it's because the uh, the safety system that basically tells planes it, that it's safe. It's called the notice to air mission system. Um, it went down, just crashed like, boom, it's gone. So all domestic departures would be paused until the agency said it could resolve the notice to air mission system. All flights currently in the air were safe to land. The White House said Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, that guy again, had briefed President Joe Biden on the outage, that guy again, 
Um, there's no evidence of a cyber attack at this point, but the president directed DOT to conduct a full investigation into the cause, said White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre in a tweet. In a tweet, more than 3,500 U.S. flights were delayed. This technology issue is causing significant operational delays across the national airspace system. Now, again, I'm not going to say it's Pete Buttigieg's fault, but I believe this is 100% Pete Buttigieg's fault. When you hire a guy who is a pretty face and a pretty boy and is there to be a, a, uh, a figurehead of the gay community and a, a trophy, if you will, of the Biden administration, another notch in his, in his uh, you know, bedpost that he can say, hey, no, I guess not in the bedpost. That's not, I get another, another check mark on the box of, of equity and inclusion. Um, that's what happens. Now, Pete Buttigieg, there's nothing in Pete Buttigieg's life and career that would illustrate his ability or skill to handle the largest transportation network in the entire world. The United States, between our rail system, our roadway system, our air transportation system, between our shipping and our shipyards and our, and our routes along the rivers, and, and, you know, and all this stuff that we've got going on, there's no one probably less qualified to handle it than Pete Buttigieg. But Pete Buttigieg needed to be given the post because they needed him out of the presidential race because he was winning too much and Joe Biden was losing too much. And so they pushed out Pete. They pushed out Bernie. They got James Clyburn to give uh, to hand Joe Biden South Carolina. And that's where we got today. But Pete Buttigieg is a good gay dude. And, and when Joe Biden was putting together his cabinet, he said, you know what I need? I need probably a good gay dude because that's going to really help me with uh, that's going to really help me pander for votes with the gay community whenever I need them. Um, and again, now we're seeing not only, not only have, did we have the shipping crisis that he ignored because he was off on maternity leave, not only did we have the backups on the ports in uh, LA and uh, you know, the trucking shortage and all that kind of stuff, not only did we have all of that going on to you uh, last Christmas, but now um, this year so far, or I guess late last year into this year, we had the Southwest debacle where Southwest Airlines wasn't um, able to accommodate their flights and passengers were stranded in airports, getting arrested, all of that um, squarely on the shoulders of Pete Buttigieg. But now we've got this massive failure of the entire FAA uh, travel safety system. It's a mess. It's real horrible. It makes people not want to fly anymore. And again, this is uh, this is a, a problem with the transportation secretary. So never hire. This is a good lesson to learn too. never hire anybody just because they sleep with somebody of the same sex. Never hire anybody because they're homosexual or uh, they, they're a particular gender that doesn't exist, or they, uh, you know, are black, white, Hispanic. You look at the qualifications, you look at whether or not they can do the job, especially if it's a big, important job, like, you know, secretary of transportation. And then you say, okay, you're qualified. We're going to put you in charge. And if they're not qualified, but they're gay, they're not qualified, not qualified, but is just not qualified. And that's what people need to realize the, the not qualified usurps any other any other characteristic not qualified, but they like to dress up and drag on the weekends and read books to kids. So maybe no, no, that's just 100% not qualified is what you need to focus on. Uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing is Joe Biden and this, these secret documents that were locked up in his uh, closet at UPenn. Speaking of, speaking of coming out of the closet, I'm just sorry. That was <laughs> uh, Joe Biden had these uh, top secret documents, much like he accused Donald Trump of having at Mar-a-Lago. BT dubs, I'm wearing my Remember Mar-a-Lago shirt today, not by accident, 
totally on purpose. Remember Mar-a-Lago. Remember Mar-a-Lago where the FBI agents charged in while Donald Trump wasn't there and demanded, demanded that the video cameras be turned off. Remember Mar-a-Lago when Donald Trump's lawyer said, well, we're going to be uh, advising and, and we're going to be, um, you know, making sure that we are, are administering this entire uh, search. And the FBI said, hell no, you're not. Get out, heathens. Remember Mar-a-Lago when they went through Melania's underwear drawer. They broke into Donald Trump's private safe. They searched and searched and searched. They took out boxes and boxes of documents. Remember Mar-a-Lago when they took photos of those documents and very unprofessionally posted them online. What the hell kind of organization in charge of our country's secrecy and protection takes top secret documents and posts them online, I ask you? Only the, uh, only the FBI and the DOJ when they're going after J, uh, DJT. So remember Mar-a-Lago and then compare it and contrast it to what's going on with Joe Biden. Joe Biden had top secret government documents in a closet in an office where God knows who had access. It was at the University of Pennsylvania, the Biden Center or something. Biden Penn Center, which I didn't even know. I didn't even know Joe Biden had a center at University of Pennsylvania. And, uh, and it was, they found it and they opened up an envelope. They were, they were packing to leave. This is how long these things have been sitting there. And some dude opens it up and goes, what's in here? And pulls out top secret documents about Ukraine and about Great Britain and about, I want to say China. Um, and so he goes, oh, we should probably tell somebody about this. So they called the National Archives. Uh, the lawyers got in touch. And all of a sudden, Joe Biden is now at the center of another scandal, an investigation. The DOJ now, Merrick Garland, the same DOJ who raided Mar-a-Lago, the same DOJ who attempted to uh, prosecute Donald Trump for this whole thing now has to do the same thing for Joe Biden, which they probably won't, which would set legal precedent to drop the charges against Donald Trump. So it's a big mess for Merrick Garland. Um, but I mean, that's again, you lay down with dogs, you're going to get fleas. So uh, the interesting thing is that Joe Biden didn't say a word about this for a while. He was asked, people were yelling questions at him at, at press conferences. He was meeting with Justin Trudeau, the, the, pres the prime minister of Canada, rather, and people were asking him, yada, yada, yada. Finally, yesterday, Don, uh, Joe Biden came out and said, I want to make sure I say this right. Uh, uh, hold on. Biden documents. Let me just make sure I quote it properly again, because I want to make sure. Here we go. They asked Joe Biden what he thought about the classified documents. And he said he was, quote, surprised. He said he was surprised to learn they were there. Now, this is important because when you're the president of the United States and you're facing some kind of legal drama, when you're anyone really and you're facing some kind of legal drama, the words you use matter. You can't lie and you also can't tell the truth. It's, or you can't tell more than the truth. For example, I don't know if you ever watched The West Wing. I loved The West Wing growing up, but I know The West Wing was about a Democrat. It was about a bunch of Democrats, but it was, I thought, I loved Aaron Sorkin's writing, and it was a really good look into how Washington actually works. I mean, there's Democrats in Washington. We got to deal with that fact. And this was based on the Clinton White House, sort of, uh, loosely. And a lot of the characters were similar to characters in real life. But when you look, when you delve into it, they really did their research. And I feel like they did a really good job illustrating both sides of the aisle. Like, I really, it was one of the most fair depictions of Republicans and Democrats, you know, working together in government that I've ever seen in a movie, in a television series on the news. There were good Republicans in the show. There were good Republicans with good, solid ideas. There were bad Democrats. I mean, it was really and the, and the way that the inner workings of the White House, you know, the way it was, 
they showed you that, yeah, there's a lot of wheeling and dealing and conniving. And sometimes you got to put the, the thumb screws to people to get the way that you want. But it was accurate, in my humble opinion. And there was one episode where uh, C.J. Craig, the press secretary, was had to meet with a lawyer. She had to meet with White House counsel, who was played by Oliver Platt. Brilliant job, by the way. And she's, he asked her, he said, do you know what time it is? And she said, it's 1030. And he said, why did you do that? And she said, what do you mean? He goes, why did you answer more than you were asked? The question was, do you know what time it is? The answer is yes or no. If they want to follow up, they follow up. So Joe Biden, and it's, and it's true. If you're asked a question, especially by a lawyer or a, a, someone in the media or anybody, and you know it's on the record somewhere, you have to choose your words very carefully. And I, don't, I think Joe Biden, as demented and foolish as he can be sometimes, is astute enough and has been in enough legal trouble to know when he needs to speak correctly, when he needs to choose his words carefully, because his words are going to come back and either help him or bite him in the butt. And what Joe Biden did by saying I was, he was surprised to learn that they were there, that's a good answer. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting answer. Because if he'd said, I didn't know they were there, and we found out later he did know they were there, well, that's a lie and that's bad for him. If he'd said they weren't supposed to be there, then that means that he knew they were supposed to be somewhere, but where were they? So he said, I was surprised. I was surprised to learn they were there. So he knew those documents had been taken out of the White House. He knew that he was in possession of those documents. He just didn't know they were in the closet or he was surprised to find out they were still in the closet or he'd forgotten all about it. And it's surprised these documents, pardon me, are here. But he never said anything along the lines of, I didn't know. I didn't know they were there. Did you know these documents were in the closet? I was surprised to learn they were there. That's, that's a very, very telling answer. And it, it, it makes me, leads me to believe, in my non-professional opinion, that Joe Biden damn well knew those documents were taken from the White House. He may not have known that they were still at the UPenn Center in that office, but he knew that he was in possession of them. And he was, of course, surprised. I'm surprised to learn they were there. I'm even more shocked that you know that they were there now because this really does damage to my case against uh, Donald, Donald Trump. Uh, anyway, listen, we'll get into more of that during the show today, of course. Don't forget, get your Republican Revolution resolutions for 2023. Um, get them now. Get them now. Go to Republican2023.com. Uh, we'll ship them out to you ASAP. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast because coming up, I mean, again, like all the rain or shine, sick or healthy, I'm going to keep doing this podcast because it's important. It's important for you to get the info. It's important for me to share the info. It's important for you to share the info you've just gotten from me with other people. So subscribe, 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 and then share, share, share. Um, and then that's how you and I together can reach more people, convert more uh, conservatives, and save the republic.